Welcome to Massive Damage Adventures, a one-shot, actual-play, role-playing game podcast. My name is Merrick Moyer. I'm the Dungeon Master, Storyteller, Lore Master, and All-Around Host. Every month, I run a one-shot using a different system, pulling in a different cast of players. All intellectual properties, including game materials, setting material, music, and whatever else, are used without permission. None of them are ours. We're just using them to enhance our gameplay. But an extra special thank you to Hayden Lister for letting us use his song Rediscovery as our intro. Check out more of his music at ReverbNation.com slash Hayden Lister. H-A-Y-D-E-N-L-I-S-T-E-R. Also, please rate and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at SkyhammerK and on Instagram at SkyhammerPress. If you want to run your own games and need a few ideas, check out our social media Roll D4 Adventure prompts. And if you pledge a dollar a month at patreon.com slash skyhammerpress, you get four full adventure seeds on every Roll D4 adventure. You know when you're recording something and it doesn't go through your mic, it goes through your camera instead? No, that's never happened to me. Take two. Dragon Age, the role-playing game that put Bioware back on the map. Kidding, they were never off the map. I played Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2, and Neverwinter Nights religiously. I played Knights of the Old Republic a little bit later, and I toured the Bioware offices in high school, taking a look at their Jade Empire prototypes, which I never actually played. Unfortunately for me, I missed out on Mass Effect when it first came out, and then I was on the periphery for Dragon Age Origins. I've played both. In fact, I've started Mass Effect and Dragon Age Origins several times each, but I've never been able to stick with a campaign. It's a pattern of mine. I've done the same thing with The Witcher and Cyberpunk 2077. Only Assassin's Creed, Force Awakens, and the Batman Arkham games have kept me fully engaged in a video game post-high school. Which is unfortunately why I'm only passingly familiar with Dragon Age lore. Okay, off the tangent, back to Dragon Age itself. The dark fantasy pen and paper role-playing game developed and released by Green Ronin Publishing. This version came out in 2010, only a few months after the video game and included a box set with paperback, player's guide, game master's guide, and rules to get to level 5. The mechanics were D20 adjacent, using a 3D6 resolution system instead of 1D20, and introducing stunt points when you rolled doubles. You still had classes, races, and levels, though. The age system feels like a smoother version of 3.5 D&D, like Pathfinder, but in a different direction. They've simplified some things and given other things more depth. Movement is still the same. Combat and the action economy are still the same. And all of those systems are still familiar to people who play 5th edition D&D. In 3.5 D&D, you had feats and prestige classes. In the age system, you have talents, which are usually like three levels deep with earlier ones serving as prerequisites for later ones. And you have careers and specializations which sort of lets you multi-class and focus your character's design as you level up. My main complaint about the age system's design is that there are only fighter, mage, and rogue basic classes. Kicking off a campaign feels very samey every time, with a lot of overlap. But the depth of customization is very good. 
It just takes leveling up and experience to get there. And you can't talk about age without talking about stunts. They're great design, and they're a trap. They're super fun, and they're more complicated than they seem. My best advice to game masters running the age system is to treat a stunt like an open-ended advantage, unless the player asks to use a specific stunt. The first challenge is that there are so many stunts that it takes a fair amount of memorization to get all the rules right. The second challenge is that most of the stunts are combat-focused. So if you generate stunt points in an exploration or social scene, the game grinds to a halt while people look over handouts or books to see if they can use their stunt points for anything. But those are the nitpicky things. As you play the system more, that gets less and less pressing, and then you get the benefits of the deep customization and the diverse talent selection. And honestly, the sort of like quick swashbuckly feel that stunts can give an action sequence. The age system was eventually refined more and turned into Modern Age, Threefold, and The Expanse. If you haven't listened to our Expanse episode, you should go back to Season 3 and check that out. Also, my interview with Ian Lemke, the lead designer for The Expanse RPG. After publishing Set 1, Levels 1-5, to Green Ronin put out Set 2, 6-10, to and Set 3, 11-20. to Finally, in 2015, they released a hardcover book that included the entire game's design, from levels 1 to 20. There's a free quick start, and they have a Game Master's Kit, which I highly recommend, and a three-adventure campaign called Blood in Ferelden. If you want to see the Dragon Age TTRPG played, you can watch Will Wheaton, Chris Hardwick, Kevin Sussman, and Sam Witwer, with Chris Pramus as GM, on Tabletop, still on YouTube. The episode that you're about to hear is a heavily truncated version of the first adventure in Blood in Ferelden. There's a lot going on in that first adventure, and I definitely recommend checking it out if you want a place to start. I do not, however, recommend the free adventure, The Dalish Curse, as it's incredibly dated already and relies on some heavy racist and colonial themes. So, Dragon Age, the tabletop role-playing game. I think it's great. If you're a Dragon Age fan, this is perfect. If you want to play some sword and sorcery fantasy but don't want to play D20, this is an excellent substitution. I don't know if anything else is being published for the license, but you can always use their fantasy age stuff if you want to get more content. Before we get to the game, I do want to quickly plug our Twitch channel. You can find us now on twitch.tv slash massivedamageadventures with VODs posted on YouTube under Skyhammer Press. Live streaming has been an interesting adventure so far. If you like Star Trek, Modiphius Entertainment, or Monty Cook Games, you should tune in at 8pm Mountain Time on the last three Wednesdays in September, the 15th, 22nd, and 29th. These are the last three sessions of our Star Trek Adventures Shadows and Starlight campaign, which is a West Marches-style series of one-shots with a rotating cast of players. We switch back and forth between classic Star Trek-style adventures and the mysterious malfunctions of Holodeck 3. Every once in a while, Holodeck 3 seems to call out to several crew on the USS Artemis. Those people find themselves wandering around a haunted house program for several hours before being forced out. Those who have entered the house have been suffering from nightmares and paranoia. But there is something much more sinister than just a holodeck program gone awry here. We're using The Darkest House by Monty Cook Games, 
a haunted house of mystery and terror, optimized for online play and filled with gorgeous art and tons of handouts. And don't forget the giveaways. Every episode of Star Trek Adventures Shadows and Starlight includes two $10 gift cards to Modifius Entertainment and one $25 gift card to Monty Cook Games. During our finale on September 29th, we'll also be giving away one month of pro membership to Roll20 and one copy of The Darkest House itself. If you want to catch up on previous episodes, definitely check out the YouTube channel Skyhammer Press. And please do join us live on the 15th, 22nd, and 29th. We'll do two giveaways on the 15th, two on the 22nd, and three on the 29th. Our game today included Jen Moyer as Tranter, a Ferelden Freeman warrior, Miles Thompson as Eldon, a Circle Mage, Roya Grinstead as Kedwala, a Surface Dwarf warrior, Sierra Wilson as Afton, a Ferelden Freeman rogue, Alex Model as Marum, an Elf Apostate Mage, and Steve Broshu as Shinasha a city elf rogue. This episode sponsored by Roll20. Woo! As always, Roll20 is back, and we love Roll20. And we've put a whole bunch of uh, stuff into Roll20 with maps and tokens. Um, nothing super exciting or trying out anything new this particular game. But uh, we are using the Dragon Age character sheets, which are free on Roll20, and... Um, everything is in there, and they're actually like super mod uh, modular. There's uh, a settings tab where you can add in a whole bunch of things that I decided not to include for this game because it's a one-shot, but there's a lot in this character sheet. So that's a good plug we should talk about, and I did. <laughs> Thank goodness. Indeed. Okay, now I'll read the things. The village of Sothmir is a hard place to live. The ground is tough, the growing season is short, and there are fewer skilled crafters than most villages. It's also very close to the Korkari wilds and several settlements of chastened stalkers. Nestled in a gentle valley between high hills, Sothmir is overseen by a temporary wooden fort led by Sir Willem, but recently Arl Wojciech Neruda has approved the construction of a stone fort to protect the Arl's investment in the region's riot production, a protein-heavy grain. With his new construction, uh, it should be with this, with this new construction, the village will see an influx of laborers turning Sothmir into a thriving town in only a few months. Today, the villagers are throwing a groundbreaking festival. In spite of the grey sky having poured forth a constant cold drizzle since morning, the celebration continues, with activities centered just outside the village. The fields are covered with booths and amusements as entertainers make their way through the crowds to awe them with performances. So, Please introduce your characters and where they might be in the festivities. We can start with anybody or I can choose. Does anybody have a burning way that they're going to start this off? All right, then we are going to start with Jen, because on roll 20, you're the furthest to the left. 
Hi, I am playing uh, Tranner. Tranner is a large man, very muscled, um, wearing. I can't, I don't see my character picture. Oh, hold on. I got it, I got it. Wearing um, so, like, ridiculously large pauldrons, and then no shirt, and then a high waisted, like, leather belt. Uh, that goes like right under his nipples and then um, like a cool kind of split tabard down the front and pants and some high leather boots and he has long hair and a glorious beard uh, and looks worn he looks weathered and he will be just having like a quiet drink Um, I'm assuming there's some places to sit and drink Absolutely. There's beer, wine, and there is riot ale, which is, you know, like grain, liquor. So he's going to have a beer mug, but in his beer mug is going to be tea. And he's just sipping it and uh, watching all the fun going on. All right. And then going left to right on roll 20, next up is Steve. Uh, hi. So I'm Shanasha. Everyone calls me Ashy because my white hair and, uh, you know, there's something that happened with my parents, but we're not talking about that right now. And, uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. I, I'm a city elf. I'm a rogue. And uh, I'm just hanging out uh, watching the festivities around the uh, uh, the children running around uh, in the field uh, throwing paper at each other. <laughs> yep. Paper! All right. All right. Parchment. Parchment. <laughs> and somebody like chased virus. Parchment spitballs. Teddy, you know, uh, it's, uh, yeah. It's great. You've ripped up all the books in the schoolhouse. Uh, all right. And then next up is Roya. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm Quindle. I, uh, oh, yeah. I am, I am a surface dwarf. And, uh, I uh, I have long red hair and several plates. I'm trying to do Minnesotan, but I keep going everywhere, so I might give up. I I really wanted to do Minnesotan. I'm going oh, to yeah, try my best. Oh yeah, don't worry about it. Oh it's yeah, come don't to you worry about it. Easy. Yeah, don't you worry about it. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I am a uh, surface dwarf. Uh, red hair, plates, a little, little bit of. Uh, beautiful female dwarven facial hair with beads uh, on my chin. And uh, I am presently dressed for the festival in uh, a nice uh, green blouse with a tan skirt and uh, a leather corset and heavy boots underneath because I, I like to have sensible footwear. Uh, and I'm at the, you know, the target booth, just absolutely robbing this man of his wares, uh, as I throw throwing axes repeatedly on target. Excellent. There is a game, uh, specifically called Darkspawn Smite, where a bunch of wooden 
uh, targets have been set up for people to throw axes at them. They've been painted as if uh, they were uh, snarling, angry darkspawn demons. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing this until they either pay me to leave or give me the best price. <laughs> Nothing to worry about, but well, they put it legit. there. Two times in three nights, or no, because, oh, anyways. Blech. I, I did the same thing again where I was like, Roya can have the first roll. Jen already had the first roll. In this case, Roya does get the first roll. Why don't you go ahead and uh, do a dexterity check uh, for throwing an axe at this target? Would I just roll my uh, attack roll? Yes, you would. Please be good. A 14 with two stunt points. Uh, you absolutely slam into the target and there are cheers around because with two stunt points, you you did it pretty uh, impressively. It's not the best throw you've ever done. Uh, could have been better, but it was pretty flashy. Yeah, that's, that's what I get for having... Uh, nope. <laughs> that's, you betcha. That's a, you betcha. That's that's what I get for having a little riot, riot ale before I, I start. Still good enough, but why is Minnesota so hard? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, Justin McDonald. Yeah. Just kidding. You're not playing. All right, Sierra. <laughs> Hello. I am Afton, and I am clearly Ferelden. Um... I've got short, uh, a short, bright red bob, wearing very fashionable yet comfortable uh, a dress with a lovely leather corset. looks Looks like I have lots of uh, range of motion while still not being being too too frumpy or anything. And me and my hunting dog are just kind of hanging out on the edges of, of these festivities, because, good lord, there are too many people here. I, I probably have just a, a little flask of that that special ale. Sounds good. And uh, do you have a name for your hunting dog yet? Uh, no, because I didn't know I had a hunting dog until I went investigating in my character sheet. For sure. Somebody else has a mule. So check your equipment. Somebody has a mule. Equipment's under Persona. I think. Correct? I think Correct. that's right. Oh my god. I get to make so many puns today. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Alright, but first we'll go to Alex. I'm playing Marim. Uh, she is a fairly tall Dalish elf. Um, and wearing kind of light green leathers. It uh, looks like she's equipped for traveling. Um, but she'd be found anywhere that there's music, probably just leaning against her staff and clapping along, enjoying the sound. Sounds good. There are several performers. Um, there is a, a Dalish elven woman who is doing spoken poetry and dancing 
But if you're looking for more music, then there are several performers kind of weaving throughout the crowds. She probably bounces to the poetry and dancing every once in a while, but she she does love her music, so trying to support her Dalish sister, but also sounds good. All right, and then Miles. <clears throat> so there was mention of uh, kids throwing parchment around, and a complaint lodged about um, <clears throat> pages being torn out of books. Um, <clears throat> Elden takes that as a personal insult to everyone who's tried to keep good records of all things historical, knowledgeable, and magical. And uh, he's probably keeping a watch over the kids and trying to rein them back in and hold them accountable to their actions wherever they might be. <clears throat> might even try to uh, glue some pages back together and you'll see uh, perhaps next to the schoolhouse or a joint chantry facility of some sort maybe there's a mule hooked up uh, uh, on, a, on a lead there nearby and Sothmere is very much a, a small backwater village um, it has a small single room schoolhouse and yeah there will be a, a chantry sort of shrine attached but it's also very small and looks underused uh, if you want to get these kids to stop being little shits, uh, go ahead and make a communication test. It'd be my pleasure. Um, so I'm going to do that where... Oh, here. So there's a die rolling button here. Oh, boy. Communication is not great here. So I'm just rolling regular like this. Nope. Let's see what happens. I did not hit the right button. I apologize. You just click the title. Oh yeah, you click the word. Oh. Perfect. Okay, not bad. Oh, you rolled really, really well. For having a negative one, you got a 13. <laughs> yeah, lucked out on that one. You yeah. have strong feelings about books. And uh, Definitely the kids kind of look at you and then feel like, eh, this isn't worth it, and then they go to check out the jugglers. Yeah. Good riddance. And I'll kind of like absentmindedly kind of fiddle with my staff as I podge along back. So I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit getting on towards middle age. Um, <clears throat> has a sort of a rough, uh, rougher look than maybe your average circle mage who might be uh, a little more prim and proper in their tower. But um, yeah, he's he's been out of the tower for a couple years and. Uh, has a darker, more patchwork cloak around his uh, sort of faded yellow robes underneath. And uh, yeah, maybe hobbles a little bit, uh, like he's got a limp, maybe. How does Ashy feel uh, now that your your uh, entertainment has been stymied? Uh, she, uh, she laughed watching the uh, mage run after children, but then once the fun was over, she kind of scowled a little bit. Side-eyeing and I, I decided a name for my dog. Ah, what is the name for the dog? His name is Squid. Squid? Yeah, that is so good. It's a great name. How, is my Perfect. volume better? Yeah, it's clearer. Oh. Should I just talk louder? Hello! Yeah, we can hear you if you talk louder. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, okay, so... 
The uh, the festivities continue throughout the day. There's food, there's drink. The drink is very cheap. The food is reasonably priced. Um, there are various games. You can challenge other people to Darkspawn Smite, uh, knife throwing, wrestling, archery, um, and other various things. There's uh, crafts for sale. Um, there are a number of people looking to sell lighter clothing or spring boots uh, and there's a couple of people who are trying to offload winter preserves spring has come is there anything that anybody would like to do is there any sort of uh, trick ride trick riding competition sure i would Absolutely. like to do some riding okay so some ah so Everybody, uh, anybody who wants to do an action, you basically choose what you like to do and we'll determine the role and then I'm rolling for your other competition. If you want to win some coin, you'll have to get a success and I'd say five or six on the dragon die. Otherwise, it's just applause. Okay, okay. so you can make a dexterity riding for, uh, for some trick riding. Heck yeah, I am. All right. You are opposed by a um, uh, a young farmer gentleman with uh, close shorn hair. Let's see how well he does. Shorn makes me feel like he's actually a sheep in disguise. <laughs> he does very poorly and is thrown off of his horse with only a seven. Those hooves Perfect. get in the way. Whoa! Uh, and Afton got an 18. Also, how did you make your rainbow? Yeah, well, uh, it's in the settings on the character sheet, the little gear. You can change your colors. Oh, no way. Yeah, everybody customize your colors. Uh, Sierra, I'm very jealous of your rainbow. It's amazing. <laughs> wait, wait. It shows up as purple, and I was like, I'm happy either way, but it's proud rainbow. Uh, on the character sheet, the little gear right beside magic. Um, and then uh, color selection on the left-hand side. Alex, I also chose that one. So good. Once again, roll 20, being cool. And surprising. Ooh. All right. So um, even with an 18, uh, you, you get a lot of, like, uh, local people very impressed. Uh, I would say that it's likely someone will buy you a drink or two. But nobody gives you any cash. That's okay. I'll just I'll take those those drinks and have have good conversation with the people who are buying them for me. Jen, you had your hand up for an activity you wanted to do, right? Yeah. Shanner's gonna finish his tea and then stand up and he's looking for one of the vendors who might be selling some jams. Yep, there are jams. He's gonna put his big hulking shirtless belted body over to a stand of, with the <laughs> oldest lady selling jam yeah he's gonna ask what's what was the best last season for your jams are you asking for the best berry or are you asking mm -hmm. for the best price no the best berry oh it's a bit of a family secret but I'll tell you, I combine two types of berries. One of them slightly fermented. Gives a bit of a kick. Do you have tasters? 
Mm, yes. And she'll pull out a little jar and some bread. It's riot bread, so it's like the really thick. It's rye. <laughs> uh, it's really, really thick. And uh, she dips it in some jam for you. That is delectable. May uh, I please have a jar? Absolutely. Do you want to make a nature lore check and see if you can determine the flavors? I mean, kind of, but I also don't want to ruin this lady's secrets. It's her family's secrets. <laughs> uh, I believe that would be a cunning test. Ah, uh, don't worry. He's not cunning. Okay, but Trantor sounds adorable. Whoa! I got 14 with 5 stun points! I set it at a challenging difficulty, which was 13. So with 5 stun points, you absolutely figure this out. That she has made this out of raspberries and blackberries. Mixed together. And because of the stun points, you know that the raspberries are the ones that are fermented. I want this jam. Sounds delicious. (laughs) I would like to spend 4 stunts to seize the initiative. (laughs) (laughs) You grab the jam quickly. She shouts in surprise. No, I, uh, uh, trainer will gratefully take the jam, say nothing of the flavors, because he, other than it's delicious, and then, um, he will pay her with a, with a generous tip. Oh no, he's adorable. Sounds good. <laughs> so cool. Classy fellow. Fair, uh, jam maiden. One question. And she does like a little, a little titter. <laughs> Where might one find the best scones to go with this jam? Oh well, that would be my cousin Annie, and she points over to another booth. Scones and jam. He does a real like stiff bow, and then he'll go buy some scones. That's him. I love him so much. He's making yeah. me want tea and jam. I judged the book by the cover so hard and I regret it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anybody else? Jen, you absolutely go ahead and you and you pick up some scones from Annie. Uh, Maram would probably be just wandering the, uh, the crafts a bit and seeing if there's anything pretty made out of natural things. Yeah, one sec. God, I want scones so bad right now. Yeah, you've made me Honestly. so hungry. So I bad. might have to go put the kettle on for some tea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally stole the tea, the tea stein from you guys, so that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and it's judging only the by the idea. Alex is making, I'm going to go put the kettle on. There you go. Uh, so, Alex, um, as you're looking for interesting... Um, crafted items, you discover a booth with a whole bunch of uh, wood carvings, mostly chickens. She is extremely excited about this um, and fawns over all of the adorable chickens and ends up walking away with at at least one, maybe two of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's so good. What are you going to name her chicken? Oh, dear. In a game we played, we had a chicken, and it was named Lunch. Or Dinner. Was it named Dinner? It was named Dinner. I was definitely just going to say Clucks. <laughs> Clucks is great. 
Kluxen Squid. I'd read that cartoon. Yeah, yeah these are great yeah. names. We still don't know the name of the mule. I'm well, gonna say that I, time will come. Yeah, I'm gonna say that I found um, like a small carving of a chicken and attached it via like a chain to the end of my staff. Hmm. Nice, very cute. That's pretty fun. I missed that. I thought they were alive. No, no, no. Yeah, they are wood carvings. Okay, uh, does anybody else have anything that they want to do? Got another couple of minutes before I kick into some action. Uh, well, Ted, Ted Walla, uh, is, is stubborn and, uh, you know, wants uh, a bit more, you know, a bit more recognition for her, her skills. And, uh... Is probably going to keep going as as long as she can, uh, you know, on on that there darkspawn axe throwing. All right. So as you're doing that, uh, a woman comes up, um, dark skin, dark hair, uh, sort of held back from her face with a with a um, a little bit of a tie, and she says, "Are you looking for a little bit of a challenge? I'd be happy Always. to throw with you." Always looking for a challenge. She introduces herself as Fiala. I, uh... Well, Fiala, don't you know, I love throwing axes with anyone. Alright. So, we're just gonna do an opposed roll. Yeah. Here we go. She got a 17. Oh. Well, did my... Ooh, she beat me. And uh, she is incredibly skilled. And she whips the axe out and it lands perfectly center. And she kind of smiles and turns and uh, goes to shake your hand. Good game! Uh, uh, Quidala will will shake the hand and uh, be like, Nice arm! (laughs) <laughs> is anyone getting injured from any of these axe throwing competitions yeah absolutely um actually, <laughs> love that question let's let's introduce another npc and have um uh the the burgomaster and sheriff of the town has strained his arm just a little bit as he's an elderly gentleman um, and he's off to the side saying oh no I'm fine I'm fine and you can see he's kind of wincing as he as he holds his arm um, I think once Eldon has um, <clears throat> secured most of the tattered paperwork he'll be making the rounds a little bit and just kind of wandering through the streets and not terribly interested in a whole lot of goings on, but he does, you know, kind of perk up at the sound of, you know, someone maybe in need of a little bit of assistance along the lines of healing and uh, <clears throat> seeing a fellow relatively older gentleman in need will uh, kind of just walk up nonchalantly and <clears throat> eat a slice of humble pie and, uh, 
deal with this, eh? And uh, he'll have a heal spell here uh, if I figure out how to do this. Magic. So this is a major action that I just do, and then I roll for how much, or? So in uh, this, you spend your mana, and then you roll to see if you succeed at the spell. I see. So for heal, your target number is 10. And so you can click cast spell right there. Here we go. Bam, 15. And look, it even shows right there on your roll. Target number 10. Oh, spell power 15. But your total above that is 19. Okay. Well done. And you've even got uh, four stunt points there. Can I use those even though it's not doubles? Uh, so there are doubles. Oh, I see. It, ah, I get it yeah, now. You got two fours there, and so the four is the stunt point. I was scratching my head earlier, but I get, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, so, for example, you could do this fast casting. Um, ooh, skillful casting. You could reduce the mana cost of the spell by one. Yeah, I think that's I think that's called for here. Uh, so, I guess two counts of skillful casting, if that's possible, or just the one. Just the one. Okay. Um, like skirmish under combat, it has a little plus beside it, and that means it's repeatable. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'll reduce the mana cost by one, and so it's how much mana got used minus one. So. so. We would, uh, when we do this again, you choose the amount of mana first. So you'd say, I'm going to spend two mana on this. And then you get your stunt and you drop it down to one. Oh, and I see there's a cost of one to three. Okay. Correct. Because it's 1d6 per mana spent healing. Okay. Um, So yeah, I would would use three and then just lose only two, right? Yeah, that's great. So you can roll 3d6 and heal the sheriff that amount. Okay. Nine points. Dang. Um, And he, like, shakes his arm a little bit and he looks up at you and he says, Are you a mage? You've done something to my arm. It feels great. Well, I, I, I would hope the, the wave in my hands would have given the given it away a little bit, but uh, yeah, you could say that, and uh, you could also say that instead of uh, shoving the help away, you could accept it once in a while. And he gives a, a, a raucous laugh. He goes, ha ha, excellent. Wanda, Wanda, come meet this man. Hello, I'm Milo Kovic, the sheriff here, and what's your name, young man? Eldon, at your service, just passing through. Well, uh, welcome, welcome to Sothmere. Uh, Wanda, this is my daughter. This is my daughter, Wanda. Eldon, please meet. Uh, introduce Introductions. And uh, 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 a, a young woman, uh, sort of brownish, reddish hair, uh, comes over and she's carrying like uh, a pack with like some unguents and whatnot. She was, she was coming to help her father and she sees this and um, gives a nice, a nice sort of head nod and says um, Eldon was it? Pay no attention to my father. He's irascible. 
I've been around his type before. It's uh, it's how how it be sometimes. But uh, I'm I'm also wandering with the accent a little bit. So bear with me. <clears throat> but uh, uh yeah, uh, anything to do to to help with things around here? I I see there's a lot of uh, a lot of energetic young folk around, and you know bumps and bruises are bound to happen. So happy to help where I can. And she sort of looks you up and down and says, "And you're a mage, are you?" That yep, excellent. And she shoves the uh, satchel into her father's arms and says, "I guess you don't need this anymore, father. I'm going to dance." And she hooks her arm in yours and uh, tries to lead you away. Oh, uh, oh, well, uh, 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 my feet are a little. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you can see he's kind of smiling. Uh, the the father is is smiling very happily, kind of looking over the festivities. How old is she? Uh, she's definitely like early twenties. Okay, so, so not too weird. That you were reaching middle age. Yeah, um, it's not like she's sixteen. Yeah, no, he's uh he's he's happy to kind of he's he's warming up, I guess, in the process. He's a little. Uh, What's the word? Uh, a little shy about it and uh, not wanting to draw too much attention to himself, but she's nice. This is kind of fun. Alright. Does he have to do a dance for a while? Please? Yes. Yes, All let's right. do it. That's let's gonna be see that it's not the worst. Kind of the worst. With a 10, she is doing more of the leading and she's very, like, good-naturedly teasing you a little bit. I I fully expected that for for Eldon here. Uh, Yeah, I think his his sort of uh, gruff facade is is melting away a little bit. He'll he'll, uh, kind of wear a smile for the remainder of the the activity and perhaps the whole evening uh, after this pleasant interaction. Aww. All right. And uh, we haven't yet heard from Ashy. What are you doing now? Uh, Ashy sees uh, Eldon go off and dance and tries to get the uh, parchment that he collected back to the kids. <laughs> uh, do you need a dexterity roll for that? No, no, no. You can just grab it from like the uh, the doorway by the yep. school and bring yeah. it out to the kids. I was kind of like, hey, hey, kids. There we go. Oh, that's great. And so the kids are at this point um, watching a, a, a Dalish elven uh, performer, performer uh, a male elf, dark hair, very angular features, and he's uh, juggling right now. All right. Um, and so the night goes on uh, very pleasantly. Everybody's having a pretty good time. You notice that there are even some soldiers down from the fort who are walking around and seem to have a good relationship with uh, people of the town. And we move on to the evening, where some grey box text flies into your face. You've assembled in the largest tent with several dozen villagers for the evening feast. Sheriff Milo stands from his seat at the front 
and prepares to toast the festival. He raises his mug and opens his mouth to speak, but pauses at the sound of dogs barking in the distance. He shakes his head and tries again, only to be silenced by barking dogs a second time. That's when you start to hear the screams. Sort out. I'm going to run for the dogs that were barking. Gotta make sure they're okay. I'm gonna grab yeah. my axe and, uh, don't you know, do a little whacking. Nope, that was Tony. Tony came right back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony's gonna grab, yeah, his, sure, his uh, sword is unsheathed and out the door. Okay. Don't you know. Yeah. Don't you know. Elden, Elden will shoot up from his seat, um, probably trying to regain some sort of, um, or, uh, divert attention from uh, any that he may have gathered earlier and uh, he's probably more in a corner somewhere but at the sound he shoots up from his seat, grabs his staff and everybody get to cover if you can, sounds like we got trouble coming okay. as she grabs her long yeah, as everybody's grabbing their weapons and uh, Tranter was Tranter was heading outside, was there somebody else who said that they ran to the door? Yes, Afton is running to the barking dogs and right. Kendwala is not far behind, but probably a little far because short legs. The little okay. legs gotta go fast. Marim <laughs> is going, but slowly. Right. So as people are heading towards the door, there's a little bit more great box text as something happens in the tent, and then we'll see what goes on. An axe tears through the tent wall behind Sheriff Milo. And a barbaric human with unnaturally yellow skin and bulging veins steps through to menace the elderly sheriff. Wanda grabs the man's arm and the barbarian snarls at her before slashing her forearm with the dagger clenched in his other hand. Two arrows sprout from his chest and he falls back. You see Fiala holding her bow before she follows uh, Tranter and Afton ducking outside and into the drizzle. Frightened villagers begin to push as quickly as they can away from uh, the sheriff and the attack, uh, knocking into each other, scattering food all over the place. And for Afton and Tranter, who have run outside, you see that there are several other jaundiced barbarians dressed like chastened, attacking villagers outside. Everybody roll initiative. Woo! The initiative. Is that... Initiative is a dexterity check. Okay. Okay. Oh, everything froze on me. Hold on. There we go. Cool nap. Yeah, I'm ready. not very oh, wow. fast. We rolled the same, Jen. It's okay. The design? Wow. Bunch of people going at 14. Yeah. The dragon die determines tithe. Okay, it's 14, club. Um, how do I make it? Do I have to roll it again? 
I got it. I'm putting them in as well. Excellent. Uh, I think I also had 14. Yes, you did. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I also got 14, everybody. <laughs> Fun. 14 uh, club. My dragon die is only a two, though, so I'm probably going towards the end of it. Good, because everyone else beat me in the 14 club. Okay, so uh, 14 club. We've got Marum got a five on the dragon die. We've got. Uh, Don got a six. Eldon got a six, okay. And then, oh, you've. Everything is actually correct. Eldon got a six. Okay, cool. So, uh, top of the initiative order is Shinasha with 17. You are currently in the tent. Um, the rip in the back only seemed to have brought in one barbarian who has been felled uh, by Fiara, who then ran out. Okay. Uh, oh, is that me doing that? No. No. Okay. So there's no in the tent? There is nobody in the tent currently threatening. Can I leave via the hole the guy came in? And kind uh, of stalk hole, around? Um, the hole, we're going to say, is towards the back. Or, like, over to the left. Mark it on the map. It makes more sense for you to go through the front door. I'll go through the front door. <laughs> so you take a minor action to move. What is your speed? Your speed is 16. Right. Uh, press and hold. Oh, oh, I gotcha. So that means you can move eight squares. I'm going to post up over here. And I'd like to shoot at uh, the chassis on top of the cart on the right. Oh, over here? Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, so that is the stage where uh, a number of entertainers had been going beforehand. And yeah, so you pull out a bow? Longbow, yeah. All right. Uh, duck out of the tent flaps and head to the right uh, with the rain coming down. Pull out your longbow and fire. Go ahead and roll. 14 with 14 two stun points. Yeah. And you got two stun points, yeah. So with two stun points, you got a lot of options. Um, a mighty blow is great; deals an extra d6 of damage. Pierce armor, um, armor is halved. But mighty blow really... sounds great. That's uh, right. that's, that's Ashy's wheelhouse. Here we go. I'm also a fan in this system just of the fact of skirmish. For every stun point, you can move one square. I just like that that's added. Lots of versatility, yeah. Very cool. So, what have you got for damage? Damage 8. Alright, plus an additional d6 for the mighty blow? Yes. You could just roll it. You've got dice right beside you. 4. Alright, so 12 damage. And an arrow slams into this um, uh, this large 
shirtless barbarian and it kind of like and pulls out its axe and, and starts running towards uh, you combatants. Ooh. Eldin's turn. Where are Wanda and Milo, the sheriff? Uh, they're up by that X in the top left of the uh, of the. Oh, they're still pit. there. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she took uh, a slice for him, eh? She sure did. All right. Uh, that was a little uh, heartbreaking to watch after every, everything else this evening. So I'm going to make sure that she's uh, healed up to full before I uh, move on. All right. So. You head over towards her, and um, before even casting your spell... Oh, sorry. Yeah, for sure. Um, you head over, and you can see Milo is, um, like, holding her, and Wanda, she looks a little, like, dazed and uh, and a little bit in shock. They're both trying very hard not to look at the body beside them, and she's clutching her arm where the slash has gone, and you can see that... Um, it's it's already puckered and large. Uh, you could, instead of casting your spell, uh, make a uh, healing test to see particularly what that might be. We're going to do that. <clears throat> All right. So this is a cunning check okay. with uh, the healing focus if you have it. Do not. All right. On uh, 11 is enough to see um, she she's already like immediately running a fever. Uh, her skin around the knife wound is lightly jaundiced, slightly yellowing. And you can smell this strange sort of acrid scent coming from the wound. Um, <clears throat> so for context... Um, the uh, the chastened barbarians are not usually yellow, right? They are not. Something's wrong. How, what? How, are you are you okay? How do we? Let me let me try something. So I, I'll I'll still try to cast the heal. So that would be another major action. Taking that the time to sort of look at all of it um, and get the information takes up your action. You okay. can heal her next turn. Um, okay, but. As a free thing, I'll have it easy for you to look over and see that there is some sort of black residue on the dagger that has fallen from the chasen's hand. Um, yeah, okay. Is it is it within a minor action to kind of carefully approach? Maybe maybe he won't pick it up, but kind of kneel and examine. You can say that you're sort of getting close to examine it, but minor action to move over. Yeah, okay. So more um, information next turn. Good. Okay, thank you. Yeah. All right, then it is Marum's turn. Uh, she is, takes a quick look behind her and sees that the other mage-looking person is distracted, and so she's going to jump out the front door here for her minor action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm going to take a quick look around and see the one that has been shot with an arrow and focus on that one and fire an Arcane Lance. Okay, Arcane Lance is special in that it's basically a cantrip, no mana expenditure, just a shot. And 14 is a hit. 
And you got two stunt points. Yeah, so I will just uh, mighty spell this to give it extra d6. Beautiful. And then I roll the four, so another 12 damage. Ooh. Nice. And that is just enough to take that one out. And so um, the 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 chastened is starting to run forward, like hunching its back and pulling its axe, like ready to jump off of this stage. It's got an arrow sticking out of its chest, and then the arcane lance slams into it, and it hits the stage, slides, and falls down. What does your arcane lance look like? Um, so as I run out, see him, arrow protruding out of him, I kind of quickly point my staff towards him. Um, the eyes on my new chicken glow for a moment, and then the entire staff end bursts <laughs> in a pure bolt of uh, greenish-white energy. Does it make Ew. a chicken sound? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not quite that ridiculous. <laughs> Close, but not quite. Close. Alright, and then it is Tranter's turn. Um, to your left, uh, one of the chastened has uh, been hit by an arrow and then by a uh, arcane lance and is no more. There are two in front of you menacing a pair of villagers. Okay, I'm going to move up and engage with one. Ah, things happen then. Oh, and I need to just quickly... That's a five... So an 11. I forgot to give uh, Fiala a turn, so she's going at 11. Um, okay, so things that happen. As you get close to the uh, to the chastened barbarian, oh, sorry, beating up my mic, um, there is this potent, horrible smell coming off of it. Uh, please make me a constitution stamina test. Gross. 14? 14. You 14. are able to push your way through that and not take a negative one penalty for ugh. For ick factor. For ick factor. Alright, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to with my two-handed sword try to do a Good, but non-fatal blow. I'm going more for knockouts here. Okay. Um, Pull to the head. And as I do it, I'm going to say, Why do you disrupt this day of merriment? If you are in need of help, stop attacking and use your words. (laughs) (laughs) We stand. We stand. Uh, I gotta figure out how to do this. Right, okay. Ooh, a 16 with a 6 on the dragon die? Yeah, a 16 is the hit. No stunts, so the dragon die won't do anything right now, but that is a hit, so you can go ahead and roll damage. That's live on damage. Nice. And I have a power? You do? I was gonna mention that, and you got it first. Go for it. Uh, because I'm using a two-handed weapon. I have two-hander style, which sounds 
dirty. Um, <laughs> when I hit with a melee attack with a two-handed weapon, I can move the target two yards in any direction. So I'm going to move it two yards away. That's why I'm standing where I'm standing, away from the people. Nice. Yes. So anybody, if you go to your character sheet under powers, I've put all of your talents in there. That's where they are. Uh, so yeah, you swinging your sword, knock the sort of the uh, the the chastened barbarian backwards, and he kind of and you see spittle forming in his mouth as he pulls an axe out to attack you. And there's the picture as they're leaping at villagers. They need to lay off the steroids. I might have missed this, but are chastened like a specific? race or species in this world? Yeah, it's a human tribe that lives in the Korkari wilds. So they are humans. They are humans. Okay. But they're looking a little Simpson-y right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not <laughs> uh, terrible. It Dope. is now their turn. So uh, the other ones have they're just uh, sort of threatening villagers right now, so it's just these two up at the front. The one that... Uh, Tranter attacked, uh, runs back at her, and uh, swings his battle axe. Does a 15 hit you? Mm. Oh. Yes. My 14, I think. Okay, then damages. 14 damage. So you reduce that by your armor. Which is 4. So you take 10 damage to your health. And then this one, uh, right there, turns and let's see. Afton hasn't taken an action yet. Shinasha and Merim have. So turns to the closest looking uh, danger, which is Shinasha, Shinasha with, the, um, with the bow. And uh, sort of like drops down into like a hunching run and runs towards you. And uh, goes to bite you. Why? Just leaping at you. No, 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 no. Gross and rude. (laughs) Rude. Rude and gross. Especially with the smell. Icky. Please don't put that mouth on me. Does a 16 hit? Yes. Uh, it's not defense a stunt. Is, my defense is 14, right? Uh, that sounds about right, yep. Yeah. Uh, so you take 8 damage. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, no, that is everything. Just the bite. Oh. Then it is on to Afton's turn. Um, I will charge at the one that's menacing Shinasha. Thank you. And uh, would this be an appropriate time to use my backstab power? Ooh, I think that you need to have stealth. Isn't that how that works? You must approach your opponent with a move action and win an opposed test of your dexterity versus their perception. So it doesn't say I have to be sneaking. I just have to be coming from an unexpected direction. 
Absolutely. So you go ahead and make your dexterity stealth. I will go ahead and make their perception check. I got good. I got a 15. But I got got a 16. 16. That is a success. You may backstab. So I get a plus two bonus to the attack with 1d6 extra damage. And uh, because I'm charging, I also get a plus one bonus on my attack roll. So that's plus three to attack and an extra d6 if I hit him. You have to move a minimum amount of distance with the card? Uh, I cannot do this uh, with somebody adjacent. If I start adjacent. Okay, cool. All good. Go for it. So I'm going to whap him with my quarterstaff. So that's an 18. 18 is absolutely a hit. Oh, I'm sorry. You first must make your constitution stamina test. As you engage in combat and sleep, you get sick. Oh, you're all good. <laughs> a 20 with six stunt points. You're all good. All right. And can she make the, the other I'm guy gonna... throw up with those stunt points? Is that, <laughs> I'm that possible? Initiative. Stunts are basically um, stunts are basically when you use your major action. When their responses are stuff, the, the stunt points don't really do anything. So, like, you get stunt points on your attack rolls, but not on your resist puking rolls. Okay. Okay, so I definitely smack him and do not care how bad he smells. I I take care of horses for a living. <laughs> All right. So, uh, 2d6 plus 2, I believe. Oh, that, that's only... Nine damage. Nine's still good. Heavy, yeah, heavy smack with the quarterstaff. All right. Uh, then it is Fiala's turn, and she's got her longbow out, and she's going to fire at... Ooh, yeah, she's going to fire at the one that Jen is fighting. Tranter. Oh, that's a... Oh, 16. That's a hit. Seven points of damage. Not enough to take it down. Oh, these guys are... These these folks are beefy. And uh, she... She fires the arrow and looks around and says, I'll try and get the ones to the south. You're doing great. Thank you for your aid. And she runs off. Uh, then it is Kedwala's turn. You are okay. still in the, in the tent, and there are various villagers around you shuffling and slamming and knocking stuff over. Um, how far can I move out? Um, what is your speed? My speed is eight. You can move four squares. Okay. So I'll get to there. I just want to double check. Throwing is eight yards. I have a four yard and an eight yard. Yeah, um, I think it's four yards is no penalty and eight yards is like a minus two. Would you say this guy is within four yards? 
You can measure it. He's not. He's not. Okay. Sorry. So there is a ruler measuring tool. Each square is two yards. Oh. Okay. Uh, and throwing that way would probably... I'm going to take the penalty just because I don't want to risk uh, hurting my my cohorts here. Um, so I'm going to take an aim on that one. How do I include the penalty? Um, I think there's an option when you're rolling, isn't there? Maybe there isn't. Okay. We'll click. Is it the modifier option? Nope. I accidentally clicked twice. I didn't mean to. Okay. So, um, on your character sheet, uh, under character, immediately under the word age, like uh, class, age, there's a little dot oh, okay. where you can build your own roles. Okay. And so, you choose your ability modifier, focus, additional modifiers, and, and that way you can like do whatever you need. So, it would be... That's all right. We'll just take the minus two off um, of the first one. So that's a 10. That is unfortunately a miss. Yeah. Miss. Yeah. Uh, so she will swear a bunch for that. Um, and I guess that's both my minor and major action because I moved. That's correct. Oh, no. Right. Your throwing muscles. Yeah. All right. My short legs prevent me from doing it. Okay. So, bottom of the initiative order, there's a flood of villagers as they run out of there, and then they start screaming as they see they're, that they're under attack, and they disperse. People move and try to defend themselves. And uh, we go to Shinasha. You have this one in your face would... that is going to bite you. Don't like it. I'm going to move eight uh, spaces away and fire another shot at this guy that's biting me, or trying to bite me. Okay. There are no attacks of opportunity, so you get to move and shoot. Okay. Firing. Nice. Eric, your choice, hit? I hit it twice. Sorry, man. Okay. What was that? I, oh, I hit it I twice, uh, so we'll take the first one. It is a 14. No stun points, but still a hit. Okay. Seven. Seven damage. Solid hit. And Arrow five stun points? No, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, no stun points. Yeah, take that thing. Arrow is sticking <laughs> out of it. It turns and it tracks you. No! It, oh, it's it's angry and wants to bite you. Elden's dirt. Um, <clears throat> which would be more appropriate, an arcane lore or religious lore check to discern what is going on with this substance on this dagger or this infection? Um, I would say that it is most likely a nature lore. It's still cunning. Shoot. Okay. Uh, how does that? Let's see. Any any cunning test with a lore focus will activate this power, I think. So, yeah, okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, we'll make a nature lore cunning check. Okay, do you have nature lore as a focus? It is not a focus. However, um, when I make a successful cunning test with a lore focus, uh, the GM should give you an extra piece of information on the topic. 
That is for only ones that are on your character sheet. So for you, this is just a kind of oh, test. I see. I see. Not a nature test. Yeah, it's just to show your specialization in the two focuses that you do have. Okay. Well, I'll be satisfied with what I get. All right. So unfortunately, oh, wait. Hang on. Let me double check. I think that that's a failure. Okay. So, um, what you can see from it is that it is some sort of poison that. I mean, has been applied. It looks odd. It's not something that you would immediately recognize, but I'm kind of backtracking a little bit and will now allow an arcane lore roll. Oh, okay. It does look a little hinky. And a 12, just, it's not enough to get the success immediately, but it is an average success, meaning you can do an arcane lore now. Okay, so a separate roll? Here we go. 17. Ooh, 17 is more than enough. Ooh, with the stump points. Indeed. Uh, oh, now I've lost my place. Okay, no, um, okay. So. What you can tell is that there is some sort of poison here that you can't identify. There is a natural poison here. But as you're looking at it, there's like a little bit of like an ashiness that falls away and disappears and then like some smoke rises and you go whatever they used for poison on here, it was definitely corrupted by a bit of blight. So, I guess for context of our current place in uh, Thedosian history, um, is there any precedent for this in our current setting? Um, this would be basically like, oh no, something out in the wilds is is dark and dangerous. Like, okay, the scary thing, but it's not like a oh no, the apocalypse has come sort of thing. Not yet. Okay, <clears throat> so it's not a for, it's not a surefire sign that oh crap, it's just a regular old oh crap. Okay, yeah. Um. So from this, um, I guess recognizing that, would there be any? Because 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 Elden Elden wants to try and and heal Wanda if he can at all costs. But if this is a sign that oh this is not something he can handle, he's going to move on. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, it looks like it's more complicated than a heal spell or a healing check would handle. Yeah. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Elden kind of stumbles back from the dagger a little bit. <clears throat> Keep her safe, and if she passes, you need to re- you need to leave. And he'll uh, make for, I guess the if he can get out of the hole, that might be his best chance of getting quick visibility. So he'll maybe go out this way around the side. Sure. And I think that's his turn then, right? His turn. Okay, then we are on to Maram. Okay, I am going to... Okay. Well, to start, I'm going to blast this uh, 
guy that's uh, Tranter is fighting. Looks very, very wounded with the, uh, the uh, two-handed sword hit and then the arrow. Okay. Um, I was kind of noticing that he was just kind of beating him and not slashing him up, so I'm going to go for, like, a leg shot. Work. Oof. A nine is unfortunately not a hit. Jack kind of figured. All right. Then Jen, it is on to Tranters. Or unless... Well, uh, uh, yeah. I, I was going to move really quickly. Please go ahead. Uh, I think I'm going to go and try and keep somewhat up with um, Fionn there. All right. So I move that way. Sounds good. Heading southward through the uh, the group or the, uh, through the people milling by as there are villagers in this space. Tranter's turn. Sticker snake. Are you going for beheading or? No, not beheading. Just <laughs> non-lethal leg removing. Sounds good. That's only non-lethal for a time. Not decapitation. Only dismemberment. Just breaking knees. Hard to fight when your knees are broke. Removal and kneecaps are different. different, Wow! uh... I got 17 with 5 stat. Absolutely. That is a successful hit. This person looks real, real hurt. So, I mean, you could, like, roll damage knock them out, and then use your five stunt points to get into melee with the other one. Which which stunt is that? Skirmish. You would just skirmish five times. Uh... Under standard stunts, it's the very first one, and it's super cool because it's one plus. Yeah, yeah, I'm just looking at all the other ones. There's so many. Indeed. So Which just was another question. one within sight yeah. or within range. It's too bad. Just a quick question: If I'm casting a spell, would I be able to use skirmish, or is it okay? Yes, you would. All right, I think I'm going to seize the initiative, but first okay. I'll roll my damage. I guess. Sounds good. Ooh, sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah. and you said you were knocking this person unconscious, right? Yeah. Duh. How long is he staying unconscious? A long time. <laughs> Alright, so seize the initiative. Your attack changes the tempo of the battle. You move to the top of the initiative order. This means you may get to take another turn before some of the combatants get to act again. You remain at the top of the order until someone else seizes the initiative. Suddenly, your initiative is 18. Hey. Okay. Uh, then it... Uh, oh, you still have a minor action if you'd like to move. Uh, yeah, I would. Sorry, I'm really laggy tonight. That's okay. We're just throwing ruler raves. 
<laughs> My feet <laughs> 11? How far can I go? Five squares. I'll move you here. still have an extra stunt point that can move you one more square. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's very true, yes. I'm gonna, because I hear battle this way, and I feel like um, Ashton's probably got this handled. I'm gonna start moving this way. Sounds good. Moving down uh, the opposite direction of Fiala. Alright, so with my folk uh, angry and ravenous and slathering runs after Shinasha for another bite. Ooh. Likes the taste of elf. Apparently. That, that is a 14. My defense is 14. Then it is oh, a no. hit. Oh, that's that's only. Oh, okay. It's seven points of damage. Brutal. I only ro- I rolled a one, <laughs> but they've got a plus six for their bite. Oh, I don't no. like that. No, thank you. Okay, and then these other ones—they're uh, just doing their own thing. Uh, Afton's turn. Well, he very conveniently ran away from me, so I'm going to do the exact same thing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Convenient. So charging with a plus one, you're making the dex, I'm making the perception. Uh, I got a 12, you got a 15, you do get to backstab. Excellent. Okay. So this one will have plus three. So 19. That'll hit. And another solid bonk. Uh, that kills or knocks out? It's a quarter staff. I'll say it knocks them out. A smack. Okay, then we're on to Fiala, who's going to throw an arrow into this one. She's going to throw an arrow? Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just whips it out of her hand as she's going by. Oh. Uh, because charge is a major action, I still get to move. Oh, yeah, please, go ahead. Uh, speed of 14. So, yeah, you're heading along with Tranter down to the south? Yep. Fiala did really amazing. Um, I got a 19 to hit with six stunt points. Okay. So she's going to roll a lot of damage. So she puts eight damage into that one. Okay, and then Kedwala's turn. I'm trying to figure out the ruler. How is everyone else doing the the ruler right? You see the on on the left hand side. Oh yeah, it's got the circle with the line. Oh, that's so far away. Um, Kedwal, uh, Kedwala is going to run after uh, Trentar and just be like, 
You're not getting any action without me. Um, because she is very determined to get into this. So that would be, and diagonally would be like four. Or... Yeah, we're gonna treat diagonals as the same way five e does. Because I didn't actually look it up. So I was there. Sorry, going back to the ruler. Can someone carry me? <laughs> uh, the little legs. You'll have Steve. to toss me. Yes. Yeah. Ah, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. So I can I can get right next to Trenda and just be like, actually, can you can you carry me and yeet me at someone? <laughs> Trenda, what are what are the rules about carrying small dwarfs? <laughs> We're not going to get too far into that because we are at the bottom of the initiative order on the second round. And yeah. so at this point, uh, the soldiers from the fort are able to rally and come in. Ah. And uh, it's only another couple of seconds uh, for all of you to work together and to take them all out. Pew pew. Yeah. So then I've got gray box text for aftermath. Uh. And so the um, the soldiers down from the fort are led by a uh, a youngish, probably mid twenties, uh, noble looking man in uh, uh, shining armor. Eventually you are uh, told that his name is Sir Willem Richter. But here's what he looks like. He's got a bit of a beard, a little bit of a hangdog oh. expression, and a comb-over sort of uh, brown hair with a little bit of gray at the temples. Early gray. Okay, so after um, the after the soldiers arrive, Sheriff Milo uh, comes out of the tent and begins to take control of the situation. He organizes a bonfire for the bodies and instructs everyone, both wounded and healthy, to congregate in the festival tent. Before, well... The chaos is still ensuing. Is there a moment that I can examine one of the bodies to see what the heck is going on? Yeah, absolutely. You can go ahead and make a uh, nature lore roll, a cunning with nature lore if you have the focus, and I'll come back to that. Uh, most Terrible visitors, <laughs> Most of the visitors, uh, instead of heading towards the uh, festival tent, uh, seem to be gathering their belongings, um, striking their tents, and making as if they are leaving this town. It doesn't seem to matter to them that the rain is getting heavy, getting heavier now, or that there may be threats outside of the valley. Sothmere is no longer safe. Um, so, yes, with a nine on the nature, uh, natural lore, you... You can tell that they're sick, but you don't know why. So. Okay. Do you, uh, all of you individuals, head towards the tent, or do you start leaving? What is, what is your, what do your characters do? 
Trant is definitely going to head towards the tent. He's actually pretty injured, so he's going to head in there and see if there's maybe some first aid he can get. I think Eldon would also be sort of, if anyone else is examining the bodies, he might try to corroborate some sort of knowledge uh, exchange or find a, find a find someone who might know more or else at least exchange what he knows. Uh, when Dala is going to be grumbly uh, and pick up the, the throwing axe she lost um, and go back into the tent, uh, she, she didn't get any action and she is going to get some. <laughs> by George. Oh, who's George? What do you mean to- by that, hon? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. George. I, I mean, she wants to think an axe into something uh, fleshy, and if they have to figure out where these attackers came from, she she wants to kind of redeem herself in the in her own mind. Should ask uh, <clears throat> Ashley uh, punches a dagger into the head of the unconscious uh, Ch- Chasen that's been biting her this whole time. She covers her wound and uh, like shakily walks into the tent. Are you going full zombie flick and, and hiding your bite? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Afton saw you get jumped twice, so... Oh, whatever he wants to do. She's gonna, she's gonna help round up those dogs that are probably still barking and any of any horses that may have been spooked. Okay. Has everybody said what they were going to do? I think we got everybody. Oh, wait. did Trenter left one unconscious, right? No, I stabbed him. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. Not that one. Yeah, not that one. There were two that were knocked unconscious. You stabbed one. Jen has the other one. Um, Can Quindala find some, like, heavy chain and tie that individual up? Yeah, for sure. Uh, So there is a moment where everybody can get the sort of five-minute breather. So everybody recovers five plus your constitution plus your level in health. So six plus your constitution. And you get that much health back immediately. And what about mana? Uh, Mana, if you take an hour rest, that will uh, recover some. So we'll get to that soon but first uh it's not a roll steve just I, I messed up i um okay cool anyone now i'm uh, 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 sorry yeah no worries all good okay so um you you gather up in the festival and er, in the festival tent and it becomes pretty immediately clear that a number of the villagers um are showing fevers and they have wounds sometimes from bites, sometimes from cuts uh, that are starting to show yellowing around the, uh, the cuts in the skin. And um, uh, people are starting to sort of despair and, and wail and become scared. But then the, uh, the tent flaps open and an old withered looking woman uh, leaning on a big gnarled staff comes in and people start to whisper, oh, old Stoyanka, she's here, she'll help us. And this, like, uh, 
crotchety looking old woman comes up and begins checking people and she doesn't quite talk to anybody but then she starts administering some sort of uh, drink or potion to anyone who has a fever and there she is she's a witch <laughs> um, let's see next Uh, Sheriff or there we go Sir Willem uh, his voice sort of raises above and he's speaking with the sheriff and they're kind of like um, it's it's sort of a hushed conversation at first and then uh, the sheriff says no no and Sir Willem sort of turns to the group and says all villagers are welcome to come and shelter in the fort for the evening. Those with fevers shall be put to the sword. And uh, the sheriff grabs his, his arm and pulls him aside. And he says, no, they won't. Absolutely not. Not in this village. And you sort of look around and there's probably about ten people who uh, are being ministered to by old Stoyanka at this point. Uh, including Wanda. Um, <clears throat> will, uh, I guess Elden will, will uh, take interest in old Stoyanka's, um, what is it that she's administering and, you know, does she acknowledge him kind of approaching to examine? And like in a really, really unsettling screechy voice, she says, Oh, it's a good old remedy. Something in my family for many years. You know, this their their weapons were tainted by some something that seems a little more than uh, your average poison. Uh, are you sure you've uh, you've got this covered? <laughs> no, no, this. We can perhaps stave off. These people are doomed without the right remedy. And, what uh, remedy? She's not really keeping it down, and Sir Willem is moving towards you, and and uh, the sheriff is moving behind him. And she looks up and she says, I'll need the shadow moss. Grows in the Korkari wilds. The fire sprites tend to it. Are you volunteering to go and get it, young one? Is she referring to Elden as young one? Yes. Uh, he'll be he'll be uh quiet for a moment and uh, uh, uh I mean, if. If it's something we can achieve, then by all means. Is she being really loud? Oh yeah, she is being quite loud. I will help in this mission. Um, out of curiosity, uh, Trander, um, do you have any any vestments that appear Templar related? No. Cool. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, 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 I would like to, to go and, and help 
and bring uh, aid to the people I, I failed uh, just now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the sheriff sort of looks at at you, um, at Eldin and Kedwala and Tranter with uh, with hope, and turns to Old Stoyanka and says, "What do you need? the The village will will give everything that it can, and we won't be putting anyone to the sword." And Sir Willem kind of, you know, nods, looks a little bit, you know, stiff, but is accepting this right now. And Old Stoyanka says, "I'll spend the night." Making as much of this as I can. Ah, Shadow Moss is about a uh, three days round trip. But I can uh, work up something to help you get there faster. They'll need horses and food. Is it drugs? Is she giving us, like, speed? Tetramath. We're going to give the horses the <laughs> and so um why not both the sort of leaders of the village all kind of nod and uh the sheriff calls out over we're looking for volunteers we need to get medicinal supplies from the Korkari wilds uh, can anybody help I suppose if there's a promise that no one's going to be put to the sword then I would be obliged to lend my aid you have my word. And, uh, I keep not doing his old voice. No one here is going to be put to the sword. And he looks very pointedly at Sir Willem. In that case, I will I will also help. I'll help too. Just happy to be here. All right. Well, and then we are going to uh, kick off with a little bit of some travel in the morning. So everybody at this point can, where is it, where is it? Uh, you're all going to get a full night's rest, so mana will be completely recovered, and everybody will recover 10 plus their constitution plus their level in health points. And we as players will take a short break. Yay. Go stretch, all get right. some water. It's great. Thanks for listening to this episode of Massive Damage Adventures. We do a different one-shot every month, and I hope you check out our next one. Please rate and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at SkyhammerK and on Instagram at SkyhammerPress. If you want some outtakes, keep listening after I stop talking. Sound dampening would probably make me practice my tuba a whole lot more. Ooh, tuba player here. I Excellent. did not know you played tuba. I need to see a picture of you holding a tuba. I need <laughs> this in my life. Uh, they exist somewhere. That's amazing. I love it. It's like all of you. All of you is a tuba. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Oh, this seems important. I'm getting a call from Slovenia. Oh. Can't miss that. <laughs> Roll for scam? Yeah, right? I have a dog? Um, also, just hopefully you won't be able to hear it on my end uh, or uh, it shouldn't be on Miles's end because he doesn't have a window that way. But in added uh, realistic ambiance for the third night in a row, there is a bunch of neighborhood kids in our backyards <laughs> screaming and doing water gun fights. 
uh, in the communal backyard. Nice. So That's cute. it's like the kids are actually out there, but it's also occasionally like, Brah! and I'm like, <laughs> so, perfect. I don't think you guys will be able to hear it, but hopefully they won't make me jump too much. This podcast has had so many kids in the background on sound. That makes sense. Not a big deal. Sorry, train of thought. No worries. Um, I need a second. Let me look at my notes again. That's okay. Train crashed. It did. There's screaming and fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.